All right. Hey, KT. Salam, good boy. Hey, how are you, my good friend? Good, brother. Good. Good, good. Awesome. It's been a while. Um, how's how how are things with you? Oh man, <laughs> pretty good, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Um, rabbit podcast growth on the UP. Uh, mm. Coming up on 600 episodes published in my podcasting career. Oh wow! Doing some numbers, man. Yeah, that's that's uh, by the end of next year, I should be around 1.2k. Holy crap! That's pretty darn good. Yeah, man. Not even two years of work. I mean, that's, that's real yeah, good. Yeah, 600 episodes, man. That's, jeez, you cranking them out. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's across, uh, let's see, one, two, three, six, six platforms. Yeah, I've been doing some digital resume work. Um, I'm thinking about doing something at the end of the year. It's going to be one of my, my personal projects. going to document. It's going to be like a mini short film or some type of infographic just to say, like, hey, listen, I started in 2017, September Excuse me. Uh, I started June twentieth with zero twenty-seven, zero platforms, zero podcast, zero Instagram, zero everything, and now look, I'm on ten platforms, fifteen platforms, twenty platforms, thanks to podcasting, thanks to Instagram, thanks to TikTok, thanks to all these other platforms. Right? Even if I'm not actively actively on, I'm still on there and still making the name. I'm on Medium. I didn't think I'd be writing articles, you know, and I write articles now for every episode of the UPE podcast. Uh, we, we have new cliff notes. I sent you the cliff notes actually. Yes. Much, yes. Yeah, yeah. And we're doing this stuff because not only is it a fast and easy way to get on writing, but that's the future of what we're looking for. We're looking to expand stories down the road uh, for the United podcast and uh, net promotion posts. So it gives you guys more perspective of who these people are. So we're, we're currently in the process of doing that. Uh, we're close to a thousand podcast fellows on UPE, which in two months of work is beyond incredible. The fact that we don't have a community on Anchor like we used to, and we're still growing, just shows that all the experience I gained, I didn't let that get to me. And I still continue to pursue on. That's right, man. And you don't need to be like, you know, like rely reliant on on one platform to kind of right. grow the community. It takes just one person, and it took you to just do that, just to do the work. And yes, sir, you've gotten where you are. I mean, it be it would be nice, right? Of course, obviously, it'd be nice <laughs> to have uh, you know like a platform like Anchor kind of recognize you know uh, KT as someone who can really like push this platform. Uh, but, you know, I'm like, I, I, I really, I, I would, the old me would have thought that, you know, when I first started. Oh, no, absolutely. Has, but now the new me's like, I don't need that any recognition anymore. Because, absolutely. Because not only have I metamorphosized as a person, but in reality, I think if with deep down people recognize you for who I am, you know, the people who are still with me on the UP still remember me, you know, networking and connecting. And what am I doing on Instagram? I mean, I share everyone's stories. Absolutely. Pretty much on my personal. It's it's the only way I know how to live uh, with my community, being that collectivist culture. You know, we're all in this together. PB Absolutely. has it. He, he stole that line, but it's right. We really all are in this together. But to really be all in this together, you got to make sure you execute. You can say yeah. all those words and talk that, but if you're not executing on your daily basis, your daily mission to make sure you're sharing stories, getting people's word out there, and helping other people lift them up, then you're not really executing. So it's important to. Not only back it up, talk, talk, walk the walk, but also 
realize when you do stuff well, it's okay if you don't get any recognition because the universe will repay you another time. Yeah. It doesn't really matter if you get recognition. I think uh, it comes down to you recognizing it yourself. Yes, sir. And then I, and I've gotten some incredible recognition from people I have no business of talking to, like people who are doing really good things in the world. And the fact that they reach out to me, those yeah. are the things that are just going to humble me more. You know, those are people yeah. who, like I said, the average person would be like, this would be a blessing. And for me, it's normal now. It's becoming more normal. The fact that people who are, like I said, not, no business of talking to, just because <laughs> of me sharing posts like Goldcast, Chris, uh, I got right. one today for Four Ocean, the cleanup company across the world. You know, th- these are just things that you, you have to take in your back pocket and be humbled by, but also know your favorite brands are one share away. And that's what I got out today. Is it's, been, it's been a pretty inspiring day. You get, and then you just do send me the video about the funeral, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but you just, you just really don't realize how close your favorite brands are. If you get the right moment, the right time, and you consistently do it, they're going to recognize you. That's just the way Instagram works. Because of the way yeah. the algorithm's changing, sharing will never change. It sounds like a preschool cliche, but sharing is really caring. It really is. And I think the more we see that, the more we execute on, the more people will endeavor into it, for sure. It works. I mean, it's cliche, but it works. There's a reason it's a cliche. <laughs> you know, the, yeah. People say it, say it repeatedly, and, and it's so redundant because it it's true, you know. And, and there's got to be some truth to it. Um, so, so yeah, man, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I yeah, man. I mean, uh, it's great. And again, you know, like not to like shit on anchor not to shit on any of these platforms shout out to anchor shout out to instagram shout out to uh medium like all these platforms that allow yeah, yeah. us to oh, actually sure. do all these things too but also i think more importantly shout out to all the people who are actually supporting you right supporting us in doing yeah. in doing what we're doing you know like like they are the ones that really recognize and they're like kind of pushing pushing us forward to you know, keep doing this and, and instead of like shitting on our, you know, like what we're doing and thinking we're, we're doing too much or, or if we're being too extra, you know, like we, you know, like that type of, um, what do you call it? Like attitude or, or noise. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, like we, we, we need to tune that out. Like the negativity, tune that out. And, you know, the stuff like what, where people are supporting us supporting kt like yeah man like i certainly welcome that right and certainly we, we you know we we want more of that yeah man uh, and we'll we'll really go deep into this um to, no, not, not tomorrow in about three weeks when we have the one month one year anniversary of the up for sure this is man. the that's why i started it man because I just felt we needed the need for it, and now look where that's starting to take off. I mean, it's it's not like anything where all it took off right away. It's not supposed to. I want to grow this like a garden, nice and slow, organically, and it, and it's been working. I've exceeded the expectations. Heck, I outgrew it in a sense, right? I mean, I was doing, like I said before, I don't need ten thousand people to connect with when all I have is I have six hundred fifty. I won't run out, and when I do run out great we'll find you know the other referrals these people give me to get on the podcast episode that's all that's really what it is the number isn't the the question it's just you know getting these stories and by the time i'm you know 30 
who knows how many episodes I would have done by then, and you don't know how many connections I would have by then. Yeah. So it's always important, man, just to make relationships. And I think that video you sent me earlier, I think, is a is a good test point for sure. Yeah, that video, I, I, it was funny. I was watching it because uh, so I was at work. I'm kind of um, um, just. It was early in the morning. I was just kind of fooling around. I, I had a little prior to uh, there was a meeting. Uh, so prior to having a meeting, we were just kind of like, you know, getting our coffee, just kind of, I guess, getting settled in a little bit. So I'm listening yeah. to this video. And for people out there uh, who don't, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people out there know, but uh, the the segment on YouTube, it's called Vlad TV. And mm. it's basically about this. Um, it's just this, uh, you know, hip hop enthusiast, sports fanatic guy who's really big on uh, hip hop and wants to interview all of the hip hop legends, all of the athlete, you know, legendary athletes, uh, retired athletes. And in that particular uh, segment, it was, uh, it was about Lord Jamar. Uh, And Lord Jamar is this uh, old school uh, famous rapper who uh, was part of a rap group called Grand Pooba. And uh, so he's pretty well known in the hip hop community. Everybody kind of looks at him as a uh, OG, you know, mm-hmm. gangster. He's like, you know, up there with MC Hammer and Tupac and all that stuff. So, you know, he's like a wise old cat. And, you know, it was just funny that uh, Vlad was kind of telling him about Jalen Rose talking to Matt. <laughs> Michael Jordan and talk about all these things and and uh, Jalen Rose was uh, a, a guy that Vlad recently interviewed and uh, right, right. Um, it was a very interesting story uh, for all you guys out there who don't know uh, you know Jalen's uh, you know played for the NBA for so many years played for Indiana Pacers played for the was it the Raptors yes, yes. and he also played for the Suns uh, but, you know, he played with uh, the, the legendary Michael Jordan and he was talking smack about Michael Jordan, uh, which was very interesting. But the interesting, the more interesting about Jalen Rose, Rose was he grew up uh, without a dad. Right. And it turned out his dad was actually, uh, you know, uh, an NBA legend as well, whom he never met. And um, it was just really surprising to him he hated his father growing up and he wanted to be you know I guess he wanted to like thumb thumb up his dad uh, you know uh, by by you know wearing a, a, a jersey number that was exact opposite of his of his father's and um, he had a lot of animosity. He had a lot of resentment towards his dad because it was just like his dad never was never around. They, the problem was he his mother never had a relationship with his dad. So, so you know, um, I think for Jalen to finally kind of grow up uh, in that type of environment and finally uh, mat- being mature enough to finally say, I want to meet my dad and got on the phone with him and talked to him for a little bit and he was supposed to meet his dad and, and then it just so happened his uh, dad passed away from I don't know I think it was just heart failure or something old age and uh, 
he went to his wedding, not wedding, I'm sorry, he went to his funeral and mm-hmm. just, he was just surprised at how little people showed up at his funeral. Yeah. And it was pretty crazy, like, oh, he's this first round pick. He was super well known. Uh, everybody, you know, in the media, like, knew who he was. And, you know, on the day of his funeral, you know, only 20 people or less than 20 people showed up to the funeral. So it was like very, very sad. And and it was rumored. It was also rumored that Jalen Rose's dad um, um, fathered 13 kids from 11 different women. Right. And, and you know, like that alone should have like so many people showing up at your funeral didn't have these relationships with these children that he had out of wedlock he never had any sort of relationship with any of the kids and at the same time all of these kids resented him uh, for that you know like growing up without him without him being around and not helping them you know all these people were just like who are you you know, like, yeah, you, you gave me life, but you're really nobody at the end of the day. You're nobody to me other than you, you know, you, you, uh, you know, knocked up my mom. That's all you were. You were a sperm provider. So, uh, it was just really interesting how Lord Jamar saw it, you know, um, which was why I, you know, sent you the video after I saw that, uh, because it, it just makes a lot of sense. Right, like Lord, Lord Jamar was saying that the people who show up at your funeral, like, kind of defines who you are. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, like if you had only twenty people to come to your funeral, it really shows like you didn't really touch a lot of lives out, you know, during your time on Earth. You know, you really didn't, like, have really tight relationships with, you know, people or a lot of people. Uh, You didn't, like, make a difference in a lot of people's lives. And um, it just really sucks because um, in the end, when you, you know, when you die, you know, it almost kind of bites. It's almost like a, like a, like a. Like a like a slap in the face. Yeah, it's that, like when, that reality moment came in. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. No, reality kicks in. It's like you know, you know, only a handful of people came to your funeral, and uh, it's like at you know at the end of your life, this is all you have to show for it. Yeah, it, it, it really that video is interesting because that's the exact perspective I thought was going to happen with my uncle. I thought. 20 would show up, but when he passed at very young, not, not too um, pretty young, he passed in his 50s. Um, 500, every customer showed up. He owned a small store. And the fact that, you know, every customer showed up, and I was pretty depressed when he passed, but I never, but it only took me two days to get over. I mean, to this day, I still miss, of course, but the fact that he had almost 500 people show up. It just shows you that he made relationships. He loved life. 
and respect the time of other people. You know, that's what it comes down to. I think it's really, of course, you know, anyone can make a relationship because not all relationships are created equal. Some are maintained to the fullest. Some are, you know, just, oh, well, here, there. But giving back time to others and really respecting people's time is now how you build a legacy these days. It's hard to do. Be honest with you, it's not, it's not easy. I mean, for the average person, people think, well, it's impossible. You know, and I get for some people, if you're not as blessed to have, you know, the, the resources around you, it could be impossible to build online. But offline, I guess you could say, in real life, what do you do in your community? What, mm-hmm. what immediate impact you can make if you don't have the offline presence and knowledge? Because there's always ways to get involved. Uh, Absolutely. And I think it really does show that taking those those times doesn't have to be once a once a week every week can be just heck once a month you have a big blowout event per mm. per month that's all it takes to build you do something 12 times a year that's once per month on average and it's a big event yep. you're good or you can do something 36 times a year and there's small events it still adds up now if you do if you don't do anything in your community but you still build an online presence every day or at least show up to a good majority of your days that's just as good as well because you're you're fostering more relationships and you're also fostering not only relationships but you're working with different types of people right online people the one thing i will say is there's so many different types we have people from generation z millennials gen x it's all over the board and no matter who you interact with there's always some type of knowledge and how you take that relationship whether you do hey i want to do an interview with you hey i want to do a message chat with you let's do a group chat hey can i share your post can I share this, share that. There's ways to do it. And I think it's becoming more e- easier with the barrier to entry level per se. Now it's just on you to make the time. And as you and me have said, Mike, it only takes 20 seconds to share. You know, it doesn't take much I want. As far as a, a big com- a community that you're trying to plan, sure, it takes a little time, but anything you're worth doing is going to take time. You know, not, if you're not worth doing it, then you, you probably don't have the passion for it. So it's important to understand that the end of the day legacy will always be evolving and the next day you never know if it's guaranteed so make sure you leave leave each day and live and love each day with each relationship and hold it to hold it to heart because um one thing i do notice one thing i do notice man you just never know what the next moment is so you you never know you never know and it's funny you said that that your uncle who you thought was only like oh only 20 people gonna show up and it turned out to be 500 yeah, um, this was when I was eight, eight years old too. So you know, I didn't really, I didn't think that would be possible. I had never seen five hundred people in a room, but yeah. it's possible. And it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, you 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 never know. Uh, I've been to a handful of funerals, you know, throughout of my course. life, and, and I mean, we all have, right? And it's sometimes it it it, it is surprising how some people who you thought like, oh, they're they're quiet or whatever. Right, they're shy they type, a lot sir. of shy type, or they don't have a lot of interaction with people, uh, and, and they have a, you know, the whole community shows up for their funeral while, right, you know, right. on the other hand, so it, it it was interesting because it happened to my uncle where my uncle kind of had like the, not the similar, not exactly, the uh, same thing that happens with your uncle, it was like the exact opposite effect. He was huh. actually a very, um, he was very like on the surface level friendly guy and funny right. and had characters and stuff. But uh, you know, he's quite a caricature of 
of our of our family um but it turns out like not like of all of our of my dad and all of my uncles the siblings yes all of them disliked him because wow. because uh of his attitude uh how he treated uh his parents or or my grandparents like he was just like i guess the the the, the bad apple of the bunch very mm-hmm. selfish self-centered uh not caring um and uh what ended up happening was he he uh had cancer but it was a you know they found out really late so he was at like a what do you call it stage four. like he was in the late stage yeah. he was terminal he was terminal and, and that was it there was like no way of saving him and it was just so sad because in in the end in the end he he died with a uh, uh, funeral he had a funeral or it wasn't even a funeral it was like a viewing maybe it, yeah and it was only four people there my dad being one of them i wasn't there like my dad um, right my uncle's wife uh, and and two other uh, brothers and and there's there's seven siblings and, and so there was only three siblings and the wife right right at, at the funeral or at the viewing and it was the most really the most depressing thing ever um uh, you know he he lived the life of like yeah sure he was kind of like in the surface level like oh just friendly and and kind of quirky and that kind of stuff but he never built a really good relationship with anyone mm. he didn't build uh, like we always knew him as oh the funny uncle but he never had a really good relationship with us um yeah. my dad my dad or all of our uncles or whatever was always saying something ill about him like he did this and that to so and so or we're not going to talk to him because he you know he ignored us and it, it was just there was always some sort of drama and when it came mm-hmm. down to his end of the life i mean we thought like oh he's going to have at least you know a lot of people come to the funeral and right. it, was, it was just five people so yeah, he, man, it just shows you, yeah. Yeah, it just—it really does. It really shows you, like, um, who, who touched who, you know, while they were here, like, who contributed to your growth, or or how did you contribute to someone else's growth while you're here? And I think that's really, really important uh, that we try to, we all try to, like, you know, help each other grow. Yeah, man. Don't you agree? No, that's what the guy said in the video, too. The more love you give, the more love you'll get. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's absolutely yes. right. I yes. Mean, you, you see it every day, right? You're going to probably see people every single day who show up to, I don't know, work, uh, meeting with friends. They're going to be in a good spirit. They're giving love back. They're making things happen. And then you're getting a show with people. You're going to show up just be, ah, that negative attitude. What's the point of helping and sharing? Who needs this? And those are the people you want to avoid. I mean, as sad as it is, it's just those people are in a different mental capacity and they need their time to, right? You know, re- re- recoup. And we talked about mental health is becoming more and more. Yeah, you know, I think mental health is becoming so big a deal nowadays. It's harder to even think about legacy and and building. The fact that we're even having this conversation, you know, it puts us in a different 
not so much, you know, we're, we're on normal. It puts us in a, a different critical thinking class. You know, we're thinking about the future. We're, we're always making sure our legacy is tomorrow, right? We don't have a guaranteed legacy when we're nine years old. Our legacy is what can we do tomorrow to help somebody or help ourselves to help somebody. There's so many different factors that go into it, right? And the fact that we only have this moment right now and we don't know what we'll hold tomorrow morning, you just got to be grateful. And really, legacy will always be in the moment. And then when you're finally passed, then your spirit will still live on if you really had that good spirit. And you hear people all the time like Robin Williams. I still hear his stories every day. Now, almost every other month, it seems like there's still something about his his aurora. He left a legacy, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Sports sports stars who gave back, who passed away old, or even some young people. Sadly, even though they didn't have the chance to, you know, live and pursue their careers, even at a young age, they still made an impact before they sadly passed. It just shows you that anything's possible. This anything is achievable, and. The fact that you can live your legacy every day and every moment in the present is no excuse not to try and do and not to try and go do something that's worth living for. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Like we, yeah, like you, you definitely want to pursue things that you'd love to do. Yes, sir. Not, not, yeah, and, and not only that, like kind of get people passionate about it too. Like get people enthusiastic about the stuff that you love. And you share that with them and tell them why it's great and why you love doing it, you know, in hopes of them. Yeah, man, no, 100%. Hey, they're sorry about that. Cut out there. Yeah. My, uh, I don't know why, um, hello? Are you good now? Yeah, I couldn't hear the thing. Um, oh, that's weird. It's it's yeah. I thought you once you put it on like do not disturb, you won't get any. Calls. Yeah, it should be on. Do not, that's weird. Uh, yeah, it should be no calls on. Do not, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, but yeah, calls it, we digress. Yes, yeah, sir. We digress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. But it's all good. Uh, 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 shit, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh yeah, I kind of—I forgot what you said. It was something about legacy building, though. I think it was. Well, yeah, getting people enthusiastic—you know, enthusiastic about, you know, excited for what you are getting into, Passionate, in hope, sharing. yeah, yeah, yeah sharing it, and in hopes that it sparks something in them to want to. Who's near again? Yeah, sorry, I lost you again. <laughs> yeah, sorry. These freaking calls keep coming in. Um, Bro, it's all good. Yeah, but no, but I, 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 I hung it, I hung it up. So, anyway, hello. Good now. Okay, sorry. <laughs> It keeps coming, it's, man, it's it's very annoying, but uh, we we'll, you know we'll, we'll muscle we'll through. We'll still pursue. We'll, we'll still pursue. We'll still pursue. Um, yeah. But as I was saying, I don't even. You don't even need to be 
enthusiastic about what I like. I want you to be enthusiastic about like something, though, and and mm-hmm. you know I and hopefully my passion for something can spark the next person's passion for something. No, a hundred percent, I get that. Like when I was growing up, I had I had different passions, but you know what's funny is it's funny while I'm doing all this. It's almost like I'm these, this one of the I'm one of the rare breeds of I don't really have one thing. It's just like you know what? It's something I want to do for the rest of my life. It's more of a hobby. So what's one thing that I'm really passionate about? Well, it's really a universal concept. The universal concept of sharing is really not so much a passion. It's more of a lifestyle. And being passionate about lifestyle, I'm starting to see a little bit more. I think is going to become a, a new trend, if not already a trend. Because I looked at um, Mike, my co-founder, tagged me in a post. And like a wide receiver, I don't know if you watch football, but like wide receiver, tight end, Hall of Famer, Tony Gonzalez. He opened up a podcast pretty soon, or it's already up live, about just literally, I want to get to know people. Hey, you start, hey. you start seeing more things. And I'm like, hey, well, that's what we're doing. And then I saw another thing, another guy, just a random guy. I think it was another celebrity just open up, want, want to open up about people. What You're starting to see this more. And I think people are starting to realize we can't do this alone. It's, it's time to start really getting into the crux of how do people really get to become who they become? And they're diving into passions. So I think, of course, I'm not saying I'm the pioneer, but I think people are starting to see we can't do this alone. And we need to start embracing passionate with lifestyle. I think having a passion just being a lifestyle leader is starting to become a trend. And I think only... In only like five more years, I really do see we're going to see lots of people say, you know what, I don't really have passion for anything, even like kids nowadays. I talk to some of them, I don't really have much. You know, that, what music, what's hard to get into, but if there's one thing I do have, it's my lifestyle and health. So you start seeing things like that, and I wouldn't be surprised if more people get inspired about some, somebody I share on what they're doing, and they start sharing. And that's what we were talking about. Some, all it takes is one person to start a trend of, I don't know what I like to do, but guess what? I do have a life. I do have a style. Combine the two, and you find a passion just like that. It just happens that way. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's definitely a good thing. Not just, I mean... I don't know how to explain it, but to to just just do something like like I guess like really focus on doing something, even That's though it, man. And, That's and, it. and you and and at, you know bring some sort of pleasure or some sort of calm to your life. You know, it makes you makes happy, you feel good. Yeah. Makes you feel good, and just just keep doing it and and uh, you know share it. Uh, yeah, like like you said, it's like a life, you know, like having a lifestyle where you're just sharing, or you just want to get to know people, you know, like nothing like wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, man, because it helps. It really does help you grow and become a better person. Yeah, I think I, honestly, I man, I think going through this journey, and you look at some people that I've known who say, "Well, you know what? If I don't do this or I don't do that, they have regrets and." You don't want to live life with regret. You know, I tried. I, I I really don't live life with regret. Everything I've done, 
I've made choices. It's for the most part has been, you know, blessed. You know, I, I can't even, there's been a couple things, but for the most part, it's been smooth as of right now. And you just try to hope that, listen, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, you live a, a regret-free life as possible, stress-free life as possible. You help others. You build a legacy. You make as many friends as you can. And you just know at the end of the day, you, you built that all without the eye and the team. You know, that's what it is. There's no just such thing as, oh, one person got me here. There's more than just one person that just got you. Here's your mom, your dad, your support system, uh, whatever you consider friends. You know, there's there's so much more behind the person that we're starting to uncover. And, and, and human evolution, too, is another process we all talked about one day. We're evolving, too. The social landscape, the amount of technology and information we're getting in to our systems a day is, is borderline insane. I mean, just think about how much news there is in the world per hour. Um, but the fact is the matter how we block the noise out and how we still continue to push and strive is another whole element in itself. And the more we do that, the more we keep helping and sharing and growing and find these lifestyle choices that can be trends but can also lead to revolutionary things. It's going to make the world a better place. I can feel it for sure. Yeah, it's interesting uh, how fast we are actually evolving in terms of oh. like, information moving around and we went from the telegraph yeah. uh, less than 100 years ago or was it I think I want to say 100 years ago we yeah. the telegraph uh, Th- was it Thomas Edison or Bell Graham and, uh, and, yeah, Graham Bell Alexander, Alexander Graham Bell yeah. And, actually yeah that's it and uh, we're now doing podcasting on two phones. It's crazy. In, in 2019. Uh, literally, this is 100 years, right? I mean, we've, you know, did this Times much. Times have changed. Yeah. Uh, we've exponentially exceeded, you know, all of, uh, you know, past expectations of, of you know, um, science and technology. Uh, so it's it's pretty wild, uh, you know. We're here actually doing this podcast and inter- internet and information and Wikipedia. Wikipedia, I I hate to admit that you know, like a lot of times when you're writing, I don't know. Well, you're in high school and you're in college right now, and you're writing papers, or if um, yeah, uh, you're yeah, if you're doing essays or whatever, you know, a lot of times the professor. Uh, who's telling you to write an essay uh, are, are a lot of times telling you not to use Wikipedia as a reference. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh, because you know, a lot of stuff, you can fix that information. Yeah. You can fix it. You can rig it. Yeah. You can rig it. You can fix it. But I mean, more often times than not, Wikipedia is pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole debate, man. I, I, honestly, See, I'm the firm believer in whatever it takes. Like, obviously, I'm not a professor. If, if I was running the class, whatever it takes to get it done, just get it done. You know, and I think this is where I think papers, in my opinion, I think need to go away. We need to start doing more team building and uh, team activated work. I think sure. I, I've, no, I've noticed even in, um, even when I go to a restaurant, I still see people, you know, working teams, collaborative groups. I, I just don't mm. think. I just don't think individualistic papers is going to be the way to go in tech. It's just not. Kids are kids can barely right. sit down for an hour, man. Just right. 
forget forget that. Well, look at these fifth graders, man. They got phones. How are they supposed to sit in for an hour in a school writing a paper? It's just, it's just. I have to understand this, and this is something I think I'm evolving as I go. Uh, and Mike, you know me as a guy who's very disciplined, gets stuff done. Sure. But but kids, you know, listen, I've seen it firsthand. It's not yeah. that they're not disciplined; they can't sit still. They got to be on an electronic device, or they they have yeah. to make sure they're on the screen. So what do we do to combat that? You have to get them in team groups and do assignments that can not only incorporate technology, but we need to teach them about, you know, podcasting, teach them about how to do themselves on their own and, uh, you know, building their own legacy. It doesn't mean you have to build a five-star company. No, but I think these are skills where you can build team exercise. You can learn writing skills by doing fun stuff. Here's a fun writing assignment. We all have medium, it's free. Write whatever you want. Freestyle, collaborative, write with your buddies and come up with a little series. You know, come up with a comic skit. Whatever you feel creative need for, that's, guess what? You don't need Wikipedia for that. It's just your brain and your thoughts and whatever you feel on your mind. I think more assignments like that, I think, will get the, not only the cerebral cortex in your right and left side of the brain working, but... You also will help the kids' memories, too. They're going to remember more memories in school if they start doing more stuff like that than, I was on the phone all day, Mom. <laughs> you know, I, I think I think there's something to be said when people are, are doing that. And having said that, you know, I'm starting to do a little bit more when I'm making posts. I don't share all every post, right? I, I'm not the kind of guy that's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, push out my feed to the world. That's not me. But there are some posts like today, like example, that quote post I posted, I sent that to a couple people who are a bit younger than me. I want them to understand that, listen, we're all on different paths. You know, there's certain messages I'll send across. I'm not just sending this for the sake of, well, let me send it and be annoying. There's certain things I think that need to be said that can help you reestablish values and ties. And I think it starts in school. We could, uh, if we can, you know, focus more on that uh, teamwork, that collaborative effort, giving more freedom. I think that'd be a really good way to, you know, level the playing field. More importantly, prepare for the future. I just don't see the individualistic, you know, jobs becoming. Of course, you'll have to do individual work. But I think even Mike, you even said you were in a meeting this morning. I'm sure you had some type of team culture built in, right? Mm-hmm. So it, you just see it, it. Workplaces are now adopting that more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Um, I think uh, I, I'm not going to go as far as to say as uh, individually papers are, are n- n- you know, not the uh, way to, uh, you know, better are, are what, did, what do you what do you call it? Like make make things better or enhance the enhance skills. Right, right, right. Right. I'm not. Well, I, I won't go as far as to say that, but I will say like we certainly need more team collaborative types of projects to even the the playing field like as you say to to you know like because not everybody's meant to like yeah sit through a college and write you a 10-page essay uh, dissertation or whatever the hell uh yeah not everybody is meant to do those things you know Um, and and i think the reason why i say this is listen i can do I've done 12 page papers. I've done I heck I've done a 15 page paper. Did it take me long? No, but that's but that's rare. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't that's it's just going to it's just becoming too selfish to me saying, "Teacher, I can handle this. Throw it on me." 
you know, but everyone else in class is like, well, what's, what, what is this garbage? So to me, it's like, that's just, you know, boosting my ego in a sense. I don't want to be the guy. It's like, well, hold up a second. Why should I be the only guy vouching for this? Everybody's doing it. So I see right. a trend. So I have to adjust my style and evolve myself. But at the same time, at the same time, we also do, I do believe though, if we do have individualistic papers, and not make it just one for 100%, maybe make it extra credit. Mm-hmm. You know, do find ways to add it into the system and make it an extra opportunity, you know, instead yeah. of just forcing it down people's throat. Because yeah. the way I see it, man, I just, I mean, man, forget just the, the teaching side. I mean, you got to think when the kids get home, you really think they're just going to sit there for an hour or two hours and just write papers and go in yeah. laser mode? Yeah. No, it's just not going to happen. No. So even for myself, I, I've even adjusted my style. I can't do two hours. Instead of doing two hours, I've added five, ten minute breaks just yeah. to figure out what it's like to be that kid on the phone, you know, get a little distracted. I kind of I sim it. And it, to be honest with you, it's not my style, but I have, I have incorporated more nature walks. I've incorporated what I'm writing, just stepping outside a little bit. So I think we all are going to have to adapt to new generations, no matter what we say. Even though Absolutely. I do believe there's a lot of great things ahead for them, there's still plenty of things that we need to do as people who are just a bit older, or even people like Mike or anybody listening who thinks, well, the kids are wasted. No, they're not. We have to adapt and we have to make sure that we're setting them up with the best possible goals that are attainable in the future. Adaptation, man. Yeah, that's definitely the uh, you know key thing yes, that sir. Uh, our school systems need to do more often is kind of get with the times and you know kind of keep up with the trends with what how kids are learning and uh you know at the same time also be a little more lenient too in terms of you know maybe giving passing grades to kids and stuff you know and not mm-hmm. you know, dish out not dish out f's like you know like hotcakes you know that, because you see, this is, they this can't is follow the... the program or something you know your program is what's messed up you know yeah. and sometimes a teacher needs to kind of look at the curriculum and like kind of tweak it and then unfortunately Mike it's it's the stinking common core stinking state standards you know what I'm saying it's not yeah, even the teacher because remember we've got we have the credible teacher he's in my back pocket I don't think yeah. he's one of the rare teachers like him and greatness everything these guys See, they're not teachers. This is the great thing about these guys. But the, the things I've noticed, they're more more like father figures to these kids. Because the way he, yeah. he that's that's people you want. Because yeah, he's not teaching, sure. you know, the book. I mean, he makes positive phone calls every week from what I understand after yeah. kids do good. That's what that's reinforcement. That's psychology. Yeah, and he doesn't right even need to do that. He's not required but he does. to do that. He, he does, does it out he of the does he wants to. Yeah, yeah. those legacy relationship when they go to back to school night. You know, he wants to meet yeah. people. It, it's stuff like that yeah. that we need more of. You know? Yeah, for sure. And for you know, sure. it's the sad part, man. It's, it's it's. I think it's not even. It, uh, it's not a high school. He's not a high school teacher. I don't know what the high school teacher. The high intermediate school, of course, is more refining year. But you got to make sure you got to get it right in high school, people. So you have to, you know, incorporate something in high school of let's do more something different. Go against the grain. The people who go against the grain, I respect because it's not the typical. Listen, when you're teaching not the typical stuff, it's uncomfortable because kids are used to the, the system, the curriculum, AP, whatever. But the, the first time you ever teach something different and a different perspective, sure, it's uncomfortable, but the kids will appreciate that. 
they like stuff that's different. They like things that are a little bit more edgy. You know, that's that's what the kids nowadays do. I will say they don't have no fear. Some of these kids I've taught, they got no fear. I will say that. Um, but they also have to understand that as much as we're trying to adapt to, they have to adapt as well. Because if we're adapting, we got to make sure the 50-50 fair share, you know. Also, yeah. they're, they're personally growing, developing, and making sure we're in a better place for the next 10 years. Yeah, man. Uh, it, it, you know, it's it's daunting. It's scary, you know. Uh, but I think a lot of, uh, yeah, teachers out there need to be uh, risk takers and fearless like like the kids like these kids out here uh, that are you know putting the system this you know super vanilla generic you know like it's just I don't know how, how, how to explain this man like I and I, I was put through that shit I oh, tell yeah. you right now I didn't other, I mean there's I, I could count on one hand like three four teachers that really put a you know like an indent in my brain that like they really changed uh my view and you know like i'm a better person because i've had these teachers in my life handful dude we've been i've been in school for 20 years you know you know what i'm saying like like yeah yeah starting six years old kindergarten all the way you should have more mentors than that i feel like i feel like we should be having more mentors than just five it's crazy you know what i'm dude. saying no you're yeah, absolutely it's crazy. right it's it's it's, 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 crazy. it's it's hard to think like when you know even the average kid goes through 17 years of school right you start at preschool i guess but if you don't go through preschool so let's say 16 years of school you would think you know, five is just, it, you should average at least, what, one, I think? Yes. One or two per, per year. Per year. Yeah. teachers. Yeah. Yeah, you should. I mean, theoretically, you're probably going to have more than 17 teachers because of the way high school works and the way intermediate school switching class. Right, right. I mean, I've had about 110 teachers. I would say, I would say, I mean, I got lucky. I would say about half, this, maybe 60 of them I made really good connections with. I'm not gonna lie, but th- but once again, I was different, right? I followed instructions. I'm a different type of breed. I sh- well, first off, I showed up every day. <laughs> you know, kids nowadays they love to you know, not so much not show up, but they they're not really fully there, right? It's important right. to be fully there. I mean, just mean you show up doesn't mean you're actually fully participating. Yeah, you're fully you be engaged. Yeah, engagement, and I think it, it, we don't. I don't see it, man. Even even when I was in like high school, I just. A lot of the times, it was it was hard to get people engaged. And it's not the kids' fault because it's the same curriculum since ninth grade. Is that really what we want to do, or or even when you try to get them engaged, these guys are in seven AP, six AP classes. Yeah, these advanced placement classes are okay, but you give them six, they're going to be burnt out. You, you're mm-hmm. forcing you're forcing burnout. And the number one thing I always say is never get burnt out. Take the break. Take the mental health. How is supposed mm-hmm. to take a mental health break when they've got a 12-page paper to do in two weeks? So it's, it's, it's not really setting these guys up for um, life orientation. It's more, I mean, I know, I think we talked about, I think it was Jane Smith. He said it was like a prison system. I mean, he's not wrong. At the end of the day, he, he has every right to say that because it's, it almost is like you're sitting down and you're, you're trying your best and you get out when the bell rings. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things, but hopefully we can improve it for sure. 
Still there, bro? Technical difficulties here. Hey, KT, really sorry about that. So, I don't know why my phone uh, keeps having incoming calls when I have to disturb, do not disturb. Um, probably, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to have to check my settings, but uh, I do apologize. It was my dad. No, that's all good, dude. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, a, it's just so annoying because he called me about the most silliest thing. He asked me to oh. go buy a couple of pills for him. Oh, and I'm like, I'm having a kind of deep discussion with my boy over here, and you're telling, you're calling me, and you, he keeps calling me. He kept calling me, at, you know, and I kept ignoring because I knew it was not important. And you know, he calls right in the middle of the freaking conversation, and then he's like, "Remember those pillows that you got? I need some more." And I'm like, "God, God dang it, I don't, <laughs> I can't talk right now." And he's trying to explain to me what kind of pillow it was. I'm like, "I remember." And, Oh man, I, I do apologize, but uh, yes, we um, yeah we got that out of the way and uh, we're, we're good now. <laughs> oh, you know where his brother? I uh, like I said, life happens. I'm not gonna uh, dispute um, that. Yeah, but I'm gonna fix this. I don't know why when I have the do not disturb button, my my dad keeps uh, you know calling. You know, like I thought this do not disturb thing is supposed to prevent calls from coming in. Yeah, I don't. That is weird. I don't. I don't know about that. I guess. I guess Apple may have done an update that I, I'm unaware of. Let me check this. Do not disturb. Uh, silence always. Yeah, I'll make sure it's always. Uh, it's it 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 had it on while the iPhone is locked, which it wasn't. Oh, no, I gotta be always. Yep, yep, yep. God damn it. Okay, well there it is. There it is. Got it. That's why. Yeah, it's all good, bro. I guess I'm not. I'm not complaining. And stuff happens. I get it. Um, I was saying though, I was. I just left off on James Smith, Will Smith's son, I believe. Um, calling school like a prison system. He's got a point, right? I think it's been the same exact system for God knows how many years. And 
it, we got to make a change. I think there's time for a change, and I think uh, seeing the change will not only evoke some talent, but it'll also evoke some energy. That's that new fresh blood coming. Yeah. Maybe the maybe the future t- teachers of America can do that or something. Something's got to have to change. Otherwise, uh, we're not preparing people for the best possible results after for twenty. You know. No sirree. No sir. That's that's definitely true. Uh, I I think you see it. I definitely see it. Jaden Smith sees it, and Jaden Smith is not. He's not even in the school system. He's, you know, so rich. Like you know, his family's so rich. Like he doesn't even need to, you know, be in the public school like that. And and yet he sees it. Yeah, you know, he's that's, almost that's like an outsider. That's yeah, he's like a, yeah, he's like an outsider looking in. And he was like, oh, shit, you know, you're like, uh, this reminds me of prison. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, now it's like, holy shit, this kid is right. This kid is on to something. And, uh, yeah, there, there certainly needs to be a change. Um, I think I have a feeling uh, we might have to revert back to a lot of the families are going to have to revert back to, like, homeschooling their own kids and stuff just to make kind of like Ike. Oh yeah, Ike. He, Ike would have. Yeah, he yeah. He's homeschooled, you know, and I, you know, I like. He's a really smart kid. Yeah. He has yeah. a, he has a head on his shoulders, and it's just like, okay, if if a if a you know if a mom and a dad can you know bring up their kid like this, I really don't see um, an issue with uh, with homeschooling. Ten years ago, honestly, it was a problem because I think what it was is ten years. Oh, you know, my mom and dad is going to give me the answers to the test. That's what everyone says. But now I don't know. I feel like it's either you stuck in the prison system or right. You, you lose your parents are raising you. It, 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 it's you know what the deep down though it is. It's sad that um, we're we're coming down to this because I, I don't think we really should put. You know, we're trying to make the kids the priority grip. We shouldn't put the kids in a corner. We, we can't rely on listening. I, I done a campaign for politicians. It's, it's, it's not fun. The board of ed campaign when you have to go through this garbage, and it should be about the kids. And, and, and it, we're not really. We shouldn't be relying on superintendents and you know stuff we can't control. It needs to be something that needs to be done from the ground up. If it takes the parents to say something. You gotta think. I mean, the parents are getting some intelligence. You would think on back to school night or whatever clubs or communities they're hosting. I mean, you know, it's funny. Actually, it's funny. I, this is another thing too. We talk about the sports pro. Some of the schools across the country, man, they're cutting their sports programs out. Like, it's, that's crazy. But no one wants to do sports anymore. It's not no one wants to do sports anymore. I think it's more like the school can't for funding you know, too uh, yeah. funding they can't have PE teachers coming out they can't hire PE teachers or yeah the, yeah like um, yeah the school system alone the school systems in that district in that uh, county they don't you know they don't know how to allocate their funds and because they don't have enough funding they gotta cut this program that program when I was growing up we had music program we had uh, multi-language. Uh, we had... It wasn't just Spanish. We had French. We had Japanese and all that. Now it's just straight down to Spanish or Chinese. Spanish or no. German. I've seen some German, but that's about it. Yeah. yeah. 
But that's yeah, and that's it. Before it was like a very robust program, and they just keep cutting it and cutting it, and you know, and you're thinking like, where is all this money going? You know, where why are we losing so much money? And it's just like one, there's just a lot of like corruption going on in there, a lot of bureaucracy. Uh, you know, people don't know how to allocate funds. There's just it's just broken, and nobody knows how to get in there and like fix it. And it's very very sad. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I just feel like we we're living in a different time now. You know, I think you're right because even when ten years ago. You know, I remember kids in high school that I, I was talking to when I was like nine, ten years old. They even said we had Spanish, German, French, Italian, uh, Swiss. I mean, we've had all these languages, man. Now it's strictly down to Spanish and Chinese or German. Those are the only, and maybe a little bit of French, but you can only look at the main countries now. You can't even go to some of the countries that are starting to become broke. I mean, and, and PE, right? PE is being cut out of curriculums left and right. Heck, man, even a, a, a you know like a fifth grade tradition reset is that even a thing anymore? I don't even know. I used to do reset. Now it's, it's less and less. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it, it's just crazy, and we we've I don't want to say we've we've taken a step back, but we haven't evolved really. And I think the fact that we're losing this, it's, it's a little bit the sad nostalgia is going away. But maybe there needs to be a substitute for this. Maybe instead of I don't know. If we lose the PE, then we need to have people take, you know, some maybe mental health or, or health and lifestyle classes, you know? That's something that needs to bring to the forefront. Everyone talks about mental health. Why don't we have a class on it? Strictly mental health or a safe yeah. place to talk to. Uh, <laughs> how to live healthy, man. Obesity's on the rise. We got to do something because if we, For don't, sure. if we don't, it's just going to be the same thing we're going to be talking about next year. Yeah, and that, it's sad, but we have to, and that's why. That's why I don't really watch the news much. It's like I know, right now, you know, I'm doing everything I can. Mike's doing everything he can. The people I know who are sharing, they're doing everything they can. But when it comes to the school system, it's got to be everybody. It's really got to be a team there. It's got to be the parents, the kids, uh, people who have graduated, alumni. I guess we play a role into it. Yeah, everyone's got to collaborate into this to to figure out what's good. So we Absolutely. can make sure the kids in the future are not falling in the same fate of people 10 years down the road. You know? Absolutely. I, and I, I really do encourage uh, parents uh, to play a bigger role uh, in, in their kids' lives uh, rather than just like shipping them off to a, you know, to a school from from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. every day. Like it's, it's not like right, daycare, man. like it's daycare, and 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 that's it, you know. And and you don't care too much about what what's going on in their curriculum or what's going on in their lives. Like you, re- I feel like as a parent, you're not doing your job. No, if you're if you're not getting involved in in you know what they're doing at school and and, and who their friends are and that kind of stuff. Um, um, I mean, for me growing up, it was it was literally that's what my parents. That was the type of life that I had. Like they, my parents just dropped us off because I understand my parents, or a lot of people's parents, just don't have time. Yeah, they work two jobs or work right, right, two right. jobs. They're trying to provide for them and stuff like that. And I, uh, I think my thing is, that's that's a terrible excuse. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear that shit anymore. <laughs> no, dude. We, we, I mean, if I, I said this day one, if you could take twenty seconds to share, you can't take twenty seconds from your kid. Come on. 
Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Like that's a cop out. Like you as a parent, if you're not, if you're too busy to take care of your kids, don't freaking have kids. All right, like uh, you know, I mean, we, we've gotten to the point, to... man, where we, we we might need to have a test to see if you're a parent. We've had that discussion. Before. Yeah, we had that discussion. Like, it's... are you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. and back are then, you, will you be a good parent? And like seven months ago, I said, yeah, we kind of just brushed it off. Now it's becoming, oh, it's got to become a reality. You know, we're forcing our hands here in the stuff that we, <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, a parent test, but it, it needs to happen eventually, which is sad. Yeah, no, so, absolutely, because people are having kids left and right for selfish reasons. No, like, like, yeah, like ego, like, ego, it's yeah. ego. It's, it's funny. I told, uh, I, I was talking to one of my friends and she has, she grew up in a very dysfunctional family right. and she was telling me, she was telling me her oldest sister's, uh, daughter, oldest, eldest daughter, uh, has no relationship with her mom and she's 17 right now and she's moved out and she's living with her grandma and she is telling my friend who is her aunt i guess yeah that's it's her aunt she's she's about to turn 18 and she was saying i can't wait to turn 18 and get the hell out of the house so i could marry somebody and get pregnant what in the world yeah and 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 and, you know it's like uh, and i'm asking her why does she want to do this she wants to have a kid so she has someone to that that loves her unconditionally like she is so selfish that she wants she just wants to have a baby to love her like that to depend on her and you know i'm trying to explain to my friend like well obviously my friend understands this too like she's you know she's in trouble if that's what she wants you know like like this is the biggest mistake she's going to ever make in her life if she if that's the reason she wants to have a baby like you don't you know you don't put up you don't bring a kid into the world just because you want love you know, it's like weird. Just... If you want love, like you, you, you go and you go ahead and you love yourself. Like, what are you, what are you doing, bringing an innocent person and, and relying on this person to love you? Not like, only that, but the kid now will have to live through dysfunction. <laughs> it's it's not... yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a vicious cycle, and it no, just it's keeps repeating. It's, 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 it's just keeps... like she grew up with in a very dysfunctional home, and now she's going to do the same thing to her kid. No. No, this is I, crazy. No, that's that's, crazy. that's messed up. That's, that should be a criminal, not criminal, yeah. but that's gotta be an offense. That you can't do that. Like to me, it's that's almost as just as bad as littering in public. And, and yeah. cop catches you. It's it's not right, man. I mean, you got to think. You're putting your trauma. You see everything that happens in life. Everything you do. Every every decision you make. Choice is all trauma. Whatever you've learned in your childhood, you probably have seen it, and that's why you make the same action because it's all trauma based. Right. And if you're putting your trauma on your kid, who, first off, will probably won't even be ready because it's just going to be weird. Let's say she's pregnant at 18, your kid is 18, and now you're 36. It's just awkward. <laughs> like, like raising your kid. Let's say you're 30, and he's and he or she is 12. It, 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 to me, it's not really right, not ready. And not only top it all off, if you're 18, your brain hasn't fully developed. <laughs> Like to me, I think it's just it's just it's just silly. It's like when you're almost forcing, you're trying to force something that's not only there, not only there, but you're forcing something to yourself of your body that's not ready yet. You know. Dang man, I lost you again. 
Yeah, I'm sorry, man. What happened? <laughs> My bad, man. My dad. It's still called. It's still called in. Phone calls. The phones. This this do not disturb button is broken. Dang, Apple must have made an update. <laughs> an update. That's freaking annoying, man. Freaking it's annoying. All, it's all right. Uh, I was saying uh, not only that, but if you're 18 and you're trying to be uh, a girl at 18, you're you're not developed first of your brain. Your body's still developing. You're forcing something that's not already there. That that to me is a red flag. Like, what, what, why are we even allowing this? You know, it's crazy. Yeah. And, um, I mean, the crazy, well, the crazier thing is, like, how do you stop someone who's over 18? You know, like, you, you, you can't, you can only do prevention type of, you know, uh, like talks and and you know like try gotta to have like a seminar in the community i don't even know it's hard it's a hard subject that you know just we're magic gonna like the school system there's easy answers this is hard it's a hard answer you know it is right yeah i mean there's certain things i have the answer i can see the roots of this one like teen pregnancy i have nothing i mean it's just something we, we talked about accountability to so have it or you're not and this one is the same thing it's accountability on your own body and actions either you have it or you're not and it's really hard to just say oh i'm gonna find an answer on team pregnancy other than you know have those seminars have those <laughs> oh man i can't believe we gotta say it go back maybe in school we gotta teach this now i i, I mean it's crazy to say that but we have to do something because if well, not well i mean i don't even know this if you uh when you did you guys have sex education in no we Ah, uh, no, believe it or not, I only, I, well, you see here, it's a little different now. In, in ninth grade, we had regular health, like health and lifestyle. Tenth grade, there's no health anymore. It's just, uh, it's driver's ed, right? We have, you see, you got to learn how to drive. And the funny thing is where I'm at, most people get ripped off because they got to take the six hour driving test. I, I got lucky. I escaped three. I didn't need to take it, but I, I bent the rules a little bit because it's like a $2,000 program for six hours. I'm like, heck no. <laughs> I know how to drive. I knew how to drive early. You know, I was young at 15. You know, I figured, how, figured it out on my own. Um, then 11th grade, yeah. it, it was, once again, it was it was more drug and alcohol abuse. At 12th grade, we were supposed to have it, but guess what? Park testing. Uh, AP testing. We barely had a health class. We only had like three weeks of health because testing was involved. So you don't even get that. It's crazy, man. <laughs> so, so there, I mean, I think there also lies the problem with, you know, educating kids about, like, sexual health and that sort of stuff, too. Yeah, it's, it's not like, there. It's not there. Mental health is not there. That's sad, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and so, you know, and, and especially high school kids, too. I, and I feel like a lot of high school kids, they, they, they feel like they, they know everything. Yeah, they are inferior. They're inferior yeah. to everything. Yeah, yeah. They they just they just feel like oh I'm old enough to do this X Y Z. I'm you know, and I do what I want. And, and because of that mentality, they're gonna go out, experiment, fool around, and shoot. Next thing you know, they're pregnant. And they don't want to get rid of their baby. <laughs> I mean, you just you just tell you know you do my hats off. Go to the. The kid, I just we just hope that they can, you know, find a way to find the right. And then you basically, it's, it shouldn't even be that case. But now the kid basically has to live on its own and try to 
when you get to like 10, 15, find the right mentors. It's it's crazy, man, because yeah. it shouldn't be like that. You know, I was should raised not. really differently. It should you know, not. I'm sure, sure you were raised differently too. You know, yeah. we're just yeah. different times now we live in. Yeah. I mean, and I was fortunate enough to learn about like, uh, learn about all these things too, about uh, safe sex and uh, mental health and things like that. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful. I grew up in a time where it was still affordable and it still worked, and, and we could, you know, I could take classes in it. Um, Casey, I highly recommend you. I mean, you're not you're in college. There's a course out there in college. Yeah, it's called Human Sexuality. Human Sexuality. Okay. You should take it. it I, I believe it's I believe it's Psych 100. Uh, I don't know. Well, Psychology the same, you know, uh, uh, the same code. But um, I, yeah, well, I, I, that... I, I, I did take a, a human behavior class, actually, human behavior. And, okay. So well, it, it's close, but it's not like sexuality. No, no, no. no. Human sexuality is an eye-opening course. Like I of like my time in college like that is the one course that stuck out to me the most in terms of learning about your the human anatomy learning about yourself Mm -hmm. yeah you know your physical you know like your physical body how it works um what triggers your you know like what arouses you what what triggers your uh you know your brain uh, how your body reacts when there's a woman or, or you know someone you're attracted to that's close to you like all these things are explained and then they also explain the history of how 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 sex used to be and how people look at sex and now how it, we're how we view it today it's just one of the most interesting things that you can learn uh, in in college I feel so I highly recommend you, uh, take that course. I know you took human behavior. That's all, you know, I'm sure that's like another psych- psychology class, but human sexuality is really just an elective. And for me, I took it as the elective, you know, it fulfilled a, some sort of uh, a GE requirement. So I was like, okay, I'll take it. And till this day, I, you know, like I reference back to certain things that I learned in that class mm-hmm. that I can explain, you know to to you know like that could kind of explain why i feel what i feel or you know how to like maintain my urges and that kind of stuff like it's really interesting so i mean you know and it taught me taught me so much about like sex and stuff too so it's just it's just a really interesting really really interesting i still have the book it's been over 20 (laughs) years since i graduated and i still have the freaking book it just never leaves you. Just so, once you, yeah, once you're indicted to it, I got you. So yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to throw that out there, like it's, it's no, an really interesting uh, class that you should you should definitely take, and I highly recommend everybody out there who hadn't taken, you know, like sex ed or anything like that in high school, they go take the take take these courses and learn about themselves. Yeah, for sure, and I think that's that's uh, it's a good stepping stone to the future as well as you get older. that you're breaking up oh, a little I, bit. oh man I, 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 yeah it must be the connection i said uh it's a good stepping stone to the future as you mature and go through other things in life you can always have that class as a background yes yes it does it does and yeah, sorry and it's also, out there, my bad. yeah no it's all good it's all good and then and the, the good thing about this it also kind of segues 
it segues into you know mental mental uh, what do you call it disabilities mental behavior like yes you know uh, you know discipline yourself to you know like not to react on on every you know like every like not be triggered so easily says and that sort of stuff so you know it's a stepping stone like you said yep and always need those stepping stones as building blocks to not only build more blocks but to give you a nice strong foundation as you head into the the next generation you know i think it's important that we do this because we gotta you know listen we gotta avoid people who are thinking about you know doing these things these these heinous acts of pregnancy or you know the s word you know (laughs) we don't want to say that word but it's it's National Suicide Prevention Month this month, right? And I see, I saw, I think, I mean, I, the only reason why I didn't participate in it because it, it was like there was a like Nas, National Suicide Prevention Day. The only reason why I didn't participate in it because the next day was nine eleven, and it was hard to really, you know, yeah, it was that was a tough day because you know where, where I'm at near close to New York City, everybody was affected by that day. But oh yeah. Yeah, so it's a little bit different. But I saw it. I didn't participate in, but I saw a lot of posts that were, you know, up. And I was good to see a lot of the kids do that. I saw a lot of my people who, who normally don't even use stories were doing that. So there is some good. There is some good hope at the end of the tunnel that people are starting to realize that mental health is is okay to be vul- not only vulnerable. It's okay to speak out when you got your platform. So that's good. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, all right, KT. I'm, I think we're gonna have to. Uh, yeah, let's uh, have to cut this off a little short today. But I do thank you so much that you, you know, you taking the time to, you know, do the podcast with me again, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, really sir. Appreciate you. We have to talk about sports, man. Football season. It's been pretty wild, right? Oh yeah. Next week, next episode. No matter what, we gotta talk. About, oh, we gotta still gotta talk about Europe sure. too. We haven't even talked about. Ah, oh, shit, man. That's. Uh, yeah, Life I know. Sports man. next episode for sure. For sure, for sure. We're just gonna shoot the shit next time. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, That's all it. right, brother. Hey, thanks again, CT. We'll we'll talk again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. All right, brother.